Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Now you've, ever, you've heard this and you've probably said it yourself. This is the day the Lord has made. Now, I know we're talking about, but I want you to, this is the day. I want to say this one more time. This is the day. I know that he made the 24-hour period. But this is the day. This is the day. This is the day. I want to say that one more time. Let that sink in. This is the day God dreamed of. This is the day that He called. You live in the day. You don't live before. You live in the day. This is the day. Glory to God. Man, oh man, oh man. You say, why, why, why don't you just get to the business? I will. This is the day. This is your day. This is the day God dreamed for you. He took it from the very foundation of the world and made everything that he ever did on earth to culminate in this day. Now listen, we talk about him being born a miraculous birth. But the purpose of that birth was for this day. We talk about the crucifixion. But the purpose of the crucifixion was for this day. You are on the other side of what the prophets of old prophesied, desired to look into. And they said, I wish we could be there. You're living in the time of the day that the Lord hath made. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh man. Give three or four people around you a high five. Give them something I don't know. Handshake if you don't high five. If you don't touch nobody, just wink at them then or whatever. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I believe this 24-hour period is going to be a miraculous time for you. We're talking to you individually. Things that you have struggled with, I believe, God, in a matter of a moment. In a matter of a moment. 
Do, do, are we splitting 180? Okay. I'm going to let the 180, that's our youth ministry. They're going to be, uh, I'm going to let, I'm going to dismiss them right now. Thank God for all of our young people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank God for our teenagers. And uh, they're getting saved. Oh, man, I, I got to shoot. I'm trying to calm down. You know, you're supposed to be nice on this day. But this is the day to get wild. And I'll tell you why. We think the moment you get born again, the moment you make Jesus, if you're here or you're viewing by live stream, you haven't been born again, you haven't asked Jesus into your heart to take over your life. You know, I'm not talking about just, we think about forgiveness. Forgiveness of sins is the entrance. That's the, it's the entrance. You follow? It's not, the, it, it's not the culmination of everything. I'm going to make a bold statement just up front. Is that okay? Yes. Jesus didn't take you, it's a die on the cross to take you to heaven. He died on the cross to put heaven in you. Yes. There's a big difference. And many people will look at it, they, they look at this, they hear it about what we're talking about today, and they, they look at way out there. Out there. They look at time because you know God doesn't know time. When Jesus came to the earth in the form of human flesh, listen to what the Bible says in the form, in the likeness of human flesh, he subjected himself to time. But God is not subject to time. So when God says now, Now is your future. Faith is the substance of now. I'm talking about this day. The day in which God planned from the foundation of the world. Resurrection. We're going to look at some scripture. I'm going to do a lot of reading today. I know you're going to love it. When's the last time you went to church and people did a lot of Bible reading? I'll try not to comment too much. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus saved you to fill you with his spirit. That's the purpose of it. And a lot of people, they, they don't get it because they're, they got their head in the way. Salvation, you got to get your head out of the way to get saved. You got to come to the end of yourself. In fact, let, let's just, I, I will point it out to you. I said I'd try to read. But I have to do, I have to do what I'm, I'm, is in here. The purpose of salvation is so God could come live in you. Now, you'll agree with that. But we don't understand the form of it. 
Jesus the man is not on earth. He's seated in heavenly places right now. He's seated by the, by the right hand of the Father. But Jesus said that if I leave, the Comforter will come. The Holy Spirit is in the earth. And if there's going to be an answer to our generation, it's going to come through the Holy Spirit. Jesus also made another statement. No man can come unto me. No man. That includes women too, y'all understand. Have to be specific today. Uh, <clears throat> no one can come unto, the, uh, unto me except, except the Spirit of the Father drawed them. Our churches are in a mess because they don't understand this day. Our country's in a mess because they don't understand this day. This is the day Jesus looked forward to. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, for the joy, and, and Zona's dealt with it on Bible study some, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. The joy. Do you, what joy was it that he saw? He saw this day. You know what? You are the joy. You. That you would be able to let the Holy Spirit that dwelled in him in his fullness. See, he was the, the fullness of the Holy Spirit dwelled in him. But he looked forward to the day to where your spirit would be reborn because of his sacrifice so that his spirit could come live inside of you. Are you with that? And carnal human reasoning is your enemy because it is the nature of the devil. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, aren't we going to talk about what this day is all about? I am. This is what it's all about. It's not about you dying and going to heaven. In fact, most people don't read the Bible. They'll make statements like that. I read in the Bible, when you read the completion of it, heaven descends on earth. It's called the New Jerusalem. Not the Jerusalem you see over there now. The New Jerusalem descends out of heaven from above and sets up a city on earth that's four square. And I'm not talking about a denomination. Okay? In the meantime, are you just supposed to do the best you can and hope, hope? And most people, when they say hope, they mean wish. You know, a lot of people wish they'd win the lottery and won't even buy a ticket. 
Now, I'm not advocating that. I'm just giving you an example. And if somebody does do that here, you just don't forget to tag. <laughs> I know of a church where that happened. Okay? My point is that we live hopelessly because of dead religion in our head that is formed out of that fallen human nature. And it is hostile to the power of God. It's hostile. Talks you right out of it. That's the reason why so many people are in a box. And that box is called condemnation. Your flesh condemns you. And Jesus came, according to the book of Romans chapter 8, He came to condemn sin in the flesh. In other words, He's saying, I'm going to tell you where I'm going to only allow sin to dwell in your flesh. He's talking about carnal human nature or the reasoning of fallen human nature. It's called carnal-mindedness or fleshly-mindedness in the Bible. And so many times we don't realize that our own fallen human nature, that Romans says you are to consider dead. That's what Jesus nailed on the cross. Jesus ain't there no more, but not only your act of sin, but your nature of sin is the only thing left on that cross. You are to consider yourselves indeed dead to that sin that's on the cross. Paul said, I die daily. What was he talking about? He said, that fallen human nature tries to rise up in me. I go back to the cross. That's why he said, I, don't, I, I have determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He crucified my nature on the cross. I am to consider Ronnie Allen dead. Zona sometimes wishes I could be nailed there. <laughs> well, I was in Jesus. And as, like my mother used to say, I love you away from you. No, she was teasing me. Both of them. But here's my point. That's what this is all about. When you think of the cross, we look at Jesus because he did it for us. You couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. Okay? And every time we look at our opinions, our desires, our reasoning, we are to consider it dead and let the Holy Ghost fill you with the reasoning of Jesus and His resurrecting life. You are resurrected now. We're going to sing a song at the close. I hope you're ready. Because, see, 
A grave is nothing more. I mean, a, 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 a what did I call it? Rut, thank you. A rut is nothing more than a grave that has two ends kicked out. And there's many of God's people that live in a rut. The rut of the flesh that we're supposed to be nailed to that cross. Okay? Guys, I may change everything up. Just follow along. You're supposed to consider that old man that condemns you. We're going to deal with condemnation is what we're going to do. Condemnation is not God's thoughts towards you. He condemns no man. He said, Jesus said, I came to condemn no one. What condemns you and keeps you in that condemnation, that box? Where we have the I can'ts. Where you, you, don't, you can't see the impossible being done in your life. I'm not advocating not going to a doctor, but a doctor is going to come. They're going to give you a diagnosis, and we take that as a condemning state. That we got to live like this forever. And after all, did your family have heart trouble? Did they have cancer? Hello. And then guess what? You take it, and this is the first thing you say. Well, my daddy had it. And he died at 60. So I guess I'm going to make my funeral around 60. See, that's all a lie of the devil to condemn you. Either what we're talking about is real or you're fooling yourself. Dead religion is the very thing Paul said. I believe it was the Apostle Paul made this statement. You are to get away from dead religion. He said, these people have a form of religion, but they deny the power of God. And he said, from such, turn away. Our society's in the mess, and many of God's people are in a mess because we've denied the power. Today is all about the resurrecting life of Jesus living in you. Freeing you from that condemnation of the devil that you were born with. Forming opinions inwardly and from people on the outside. Absolutely restricting you To the impossible. It's just impossible. It's just impossible. No, it's not. Glory to God. Y'all mess with me, I'm going to come kick that chair out from underneath you. I'm telling you. You've got to grab a hold of what I'm talking about. Does the scripture say for all of you older people...
Does the scripture say with a long life will he satisfy you and show you his salvation? All of you younger, younger people, did he not say that? Glory to God. Oh man, I want to go to that scripture. I will. Oh Jesus. Listen to this. I'm going to go through this. Look, 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 quick. Read, quick. Go to Isaiah. We'll spend a lot of time in Isaiah. Real quickly. I know you want to go eat your Easter egg. And if you got any bunny rabbits, chocolate, eat those too. Save me. And y'all do understand today ain't got nothing to do with a bunny rabbit laying an egg. They don't exist. Isaiah, did I tell you? Go to 52. I'm going to go ahead and shake you up now so you know we're not going to stay long. But we're going to read nine chapters. No, we're going to skip through nine chapters. I'm going to give you the highlights. <laughs> I had some of y'all nervous. See, there's that human reasoning kicking in. All right. Isaiah chapter 52, verse 1. Awake, awake. Put on strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth thou shall no more come in, uh, there shall no more come into thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Now, what's he referring to? The uncircumcised of heart. He's not talking about circumcising the flesh because that didn't, he's talking about the circumcision of the heart. Okay? So he's saying, get ready, get ready, celebrate resurrection, celebrate the very power. Awake, awake, get the sleepy out of your eyes. Understand that the times we live in, as messed up as they are in the world, guess what? Rejoice because the day that I've made is in you. It's in you. Put your belly aching. There's something in you. All right, jump to 53. Verse number one. Why did he say awake? Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before thee as a tender plant as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs. Whose griefs? And he hath carried our sorrows. Whose sorrows? And we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for whose transgression? 
He was bruised for whose iniquities? The chastisement of whose peace? Was upon him. And with his stripes, we... Listen, this is a definite... This is not saying you may be healed. He says, by whose stripes you are healed. You are. And this was prophecy hundreds of years before Jesus, and he was declaring you are right then. Peter writes in 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes ye were healed. When's the were and where's the are? On the day that he went there. We get to refer to the completion of it. They were referring to what was coming. We get to refer to the completion. Everybody say the completion. All right, I want you to, gra- I want you to get, get this in you. Glory to God. And like uh, sheep, we've all gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Okay? Now go to 54. Sing, verse number 1. Sing, O barren, that didst not bear. Break forth in the singing and cry aloud that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent. Wow. I feel it, Zona. I feel it. I know what you're saying. Enlarge the place of thy tent. And let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation. Spare not. Spare not. Fallen human nature will make you think narrowly. God thinks big. It's going to be increasingly important you grasp what I'm saying right now. Because in the world it's going to get restrictive. But in God you're going to have some freedom. Glory to God. Mm-mm-mm. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords. That means stretch out. And strengthen, the, uh, strengthen thy stakes. For watch this. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left hand. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles. And make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded or confused. What is the world doing? They're confused. But believers, like you that are here today, God is saying, be encouraged when the earth gets full of darkness. I command the light to come out of the darkness. I command it to shine right in the midst of darkness. And when we turn you, turn the light on you in your room, what flees? 
I'm not talking about fleas. But what, what scatters? Darkness does. Where is that light? It's on the inside of you. The spirit of that light is called the Holy Ghost. And when He shines through you, it brings an end to despair and discouragement and despondency and confusion. It banishes it away. That's what the world wants to see. They don't want to see a bunch of dead religion that over here moaning and groaning and crying like they are, belly aching and suffering. They want to see that what we're talking about has some power in it. And it does. But before it can break out and be sown to the world around you, it has to break out into your life. Glory to God. I couldn't help it. I tried. Go to verse number, uh, chapter 55. Verse 3. Incline your ear, come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make, listen to this, an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies or the trusted mercies of David. For behold, I have given him for a witness to the people. All he was was a witness, a leader and a commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest, thou shalt. Call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations shall, uh, that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God. Now listen very carefully. I want you to pay attention right here. The nation that you did not know. He's talking to the nation Israel. Okay? But he's saying to the nation Israel, a nation you did not know. He's not talking about the United States. He's not talking about the nation Israel that's physically there. God blessed them and we, we favor them. You understand? Because God used them. And he'll continue to use them. But he's talking about the nation of the kingdom of God. A nation you didn't know. And they'll run unto the Lord that because... And they shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God, for the Holy One of Israel. For he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, for he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly, abundantly, abundantly pardon. Abundantly. He'll abundantly pardon. God is not over there condemning you for your shortcomings. He's telling you, I'm going to empower you to overcome those shortcomings because my spirit is now qualified to come live on the inside of you. You're going to break out. Remember, a rut is nothing more than a grave. He's called us by our name. And he said, come out of that grave. 
When Jesus came out of that grave, He was the firstborn, the Bible says. Everybody say the firstborn. firstborn. He was the firstborn among many brethren, the Bible says. So He included you in that. Wow. You say, Pastor Ronnie, well, let's just go. Where did I stop off of? For my thoughts, verse 8, are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, can you tell how far heaven is above the earth? Then that's how far God's thoughts are above yours. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to get rid of that puny thinking. Glory to God. So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. Now watch carefully. This is going to get really good right here. For as the rain comes down, the rain comes what? What did Jesus come to do? Came down. He promised in the last days, I'll pour out of my spirit. Pouring it down. Pouring it down upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters would prophesy. Glory to God. You young men would see dreams. Your old men would see visions. I'm kind of caught between the two. I, I dream and I vision. <laughs> Don't let my, 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 my hair fool you. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven returns not thither, but waters the earth, watch this, and makes it, makes it, bring forth, and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Rain makes it happen. I will pour out of my spirit. And the spirit being poured out is going to make it happen. Watch this. So in comparison, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Now, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now let's look at that again. So shall my Word that was in the beginning with God and was God that became flesh and dwelt among us. Goes forth out of my mouth. Jesus was in the heart of God from the beginning. Just like you're in the heart of God from the beginning. This is going to be hard not to preach right here. We can read it like this. So shall Jesus be that goes forth out of my mouth. You say, well, how did Jesus come forth out of his mouth? The angel came to the Mary and said, you're going to have a son. His name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us or among us. She said, well, how can this be? And he said, the Holy Ghost over this word that I'm giving you is going to overshadow you. Jesus was spoken out of the heart of God.
said, well, I, this is a crazy, I've never heard a Easter service like this. I know, we ain't dead religion around here. If you're looking for dead religion, I'm sorry to disappoint you. No, I am glad to disappoint you. <laughs> so shall Jesus that goeth forth out of my mouth, he shall not return unto me void. But he shall accomplish that which I please, and he shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent him. He sent him into the earth, and he did what the Father said, and he prospered in it, and he defeated death, hell, and the grave so that his spirit could come live inside of you so that you could prosper because you are born of the same word. It's called the gospel. Do you understand? It's called the gospel. That's why he tells us to go out everywhere and preach the gospel. A word going forth out of our mouth like that word that came out of the angel's mouth to Mary that day and produced what was not possible by mankind. Same kind of word brought you into the kingdom of God. Someone preached that gospel to you and you were born again. That same word comes back into you by the Spirit that inspired the speaking of that word to live inside of you so you can open up your mouth and the Spirit of God would fill your mouth. He said, open your mouth and I will fill it. With what? Power. Oh, man. I'll try to read that one more time and get through 13. So shall Jesus be, the, be that word that goes forth out of my mouth, and he shall, he shall not return unto me void, but he shall accomplish that which I please, and he shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent him. For because of that, you shall go forth with joy, and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn and shall come up the fir tree. How many of you ever worked real hard and it seemed just like those mesquites just keep coming back? <laughs> Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord's name an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. He said, well, he will prosper the work of your hands. Amen. Now listen, this is how the devil gets to us as Christians. To get you back into that form of carnal human reasoning. To talk you out of what I just said. But we just read it. And you're going to have to talk to yourselves. That's why he tells us to talk to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Why is that? Because you've got to get past that human reasoning that's always talking you out of obedience to God and gives you the I can'ts. I can't do that. I can't do that. You can do anything the Holy Ghost is telling you to do. The problem is you're trying to do it by yourself. And you're trying to instruct God on how he's going to fulfill his word. 
I think we ought to learn from Abram and Sarai. Now think about this. He's 75, she's 65. God says, I'm going to give you a promised son. They over the air with their human reasoning. Time has passed and it looks like it cannot be. And so they try to figure out a way to help God accomplish the promise. And they have a child named Ishmael, which was born of the flesh. Carnal human reasoning. To this day, we've got problems with that child. And I'm not just talking about a nation. I'm talking about inside us. You go to a Holy Ghost meeting, God will give you a word, you go outside, and you don't even have 24 hours. Sometimes it's before you get out of the parking lot. Your head starts kicking in. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. That's what I sit on. Y'all missed that. You're supposed to sit on the butts. The only time you need butt to come in is when God butts in. And it talks you right out of it. Talks you right out of it. Listen carefully. How many of you have ever made this statement? All things are possible with God. You've ever heard that? Probably said it. Well, I got news for you. There's a similar verse. Going to shake your little religious head up. And all things are possible to him that believeth. And you believe with your heart, you don't believe with your head. The battle is between here and here. And if you don't feed your, your heart, your spirit, what God says, your reasoning will take over and talk you out of it. Y'all still with me? Yes. I'm doing good. <laughs> Go to chapter 57, verse 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also, that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the what? Heart of the contrite ones. Now, what does that mean? That means God says, look, those that will listen and be taught of me and won't come to me with their arrogant know-how to try to instruct me on how to perform my work. Okay? And try to judge everybody else that's trying to believe me and talk them out of it. Can I tell you a story? And it's about my flesh, and I don't really want to tell it, but I think I need to. Zona and I were, were living next to her, door to her parents. Matthew hadn't been born yet. 
Nita and Joel were very young. We're, try, we're, we're, we're driving home from working up here. Zona and, and I had, had worked. I was working for her father. Uh, I was working for her father, so I was working for my father-in-law some. And I was working up here at the church when I could. Anyway, we were driving home to get ready to, go to, to get the kids ready to go back to the extreme north side where Pastor Odell pastored. Extreme north side. Because we lived out there at 1604 South. This is, this is almost a 1604 North. And so this was after work. And we were going to get the kids taken care of and drive over there. And we were having Bible school at night. Two, two or three. So it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We were on the go all the time. Anyway, we're driving home. Zona is with me in the car and she said, Ronnie... I believe the Lord spoke to me and said there's some money coming in the mail to us. And I looked at her and I said, well, we're not a pastor. We're not a, you know, we didn't consider ministry. Ministry is the ministry of helps too. We didn't consider that. I didn't. She, she may have. And she said, there's money coming to us. And I said, who's going to send us money? As if only preachers get money in the mail. I said, who's going to do that? And she said, well, I, I just feel like it's coming. Now, we went by that mailbox for three weeks. And I, now listen, I've been to church all my life. I've seen some miracles. Miracles in my, 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 my family. We drive by that mailbox and I got to where I said, I'd give her the mail. I said, so is your money there yet? You, has it come? And I'd, I would get to where I'd persecute her. I mean, not persecute it. I would make fun of her, mock her. I'd get to, yeah, yeah. Is it there yet? Is it there yet? Now, I'm going to church. Are you following me? I want you to get what I'm saying. That's why I'm telling the story. My human reasoning, I kept telling her, who's going to send us any money? She said, I don't care what you say. I just know, and I know that I know. And she was listening down here, and I was listening up here. For three weeks, we were by there, and just, I would do it. So I'd just get it and hand it to her and say, yeah, where's the, where's the check? So one day, about three weeks later, I handed her the mail driving from where the mailbox is up to the house. And she looked at me and she said, I got it. <laughs> and I said, who sent that? Who sent that? We opened it up and it was someone we had, a company we had done business with two or three years ago. And they sent us some money. And I turned to her. Now, this is, this is a real man of faith talking next. <laughs> faith in the flesh. I turned to her and I said, don't you cash that check. That check was worth at least a week's worth of pay from up working up here. I said, don't you cash that check. Because all I could see, still in my head, was we'd cash that check 
and they would realize that they made, they made a mistake and we'd have to pay it back and I didn't ha we didn't have nothing. Are you following? We didn't have no savings. We didn't have nothing. And said, I'll call them tomorrow. So I called them tomorrow and I picked up the phone and I said, ma'am, y'all sent us a check. What's it for? She said, sir, I don't know, but cash it. I said, I'm not going to cash it. She said, okay. I said, no, I'm not going to cash it. I want to get to the bottom of this. Are y'all are with me? Don't look at me like that. Every one of you has done this. In a different form, maybe, but you've done it. And I turned to Zona and I said, she told me to cash it, but don't you cash it. Because I'm calling again tomorrow. And I'm going to talk to her supervisor. So I called her the next day and I asked for the supervisor and the supervisor said, sir, if we sent you a check, cash it. I said, no, I want to call, talk to the accounting department. And I want to talk to the supervisor in the accounting department. Now y'all look at me like, oh my God, I'd never do something like that. Really? What, what if God says, you see that person over there? You go lay hands on them. Ba, 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 ba. But what, 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 if it, what if it doesn't, what if it doesn't work? <laughs> and you'll talk yourself out of it and go right out and leave that person. God bless them. God bless them. Get in your car when nobody can see you and pray for them. When God told you to go lay hands on them. I called that supervisor and she said, Sir, cash the check. <laughs> we held that check for three days. On the third day, <laughs> the Spirit <laughs> convinced me. Now, I want to tell you, the Holy Ghost never convinced, uh, convicted, uh, condemned me that whole time. It was a lesson learned. You have no problem. I have no problem cashing checks. We cashed it and so on and so forth. We never had to pay it back. But here's the point of what I'm saying. I'm trying to help you to understand what this day is all about. Many of you are, uh, think you're on a fixed income that are older. Who fixed it? Who, who fixed it? The world, the flesh, your flesh, and the devil did. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that you can ask or think, listen to what he says, according, according to his power that works in you. Just how big is your God? Is he bigger than the clown in the White House? Of course he is. That ought to give you an example of the contrast between the one that sits on the throne and the one that's trying to play a part that has no clue of what's going on. That ought to be an example of what your flesh is telling you to the one that wants to rule your heart. 
Y'all still with me? I, I, I got a 59. We're getting closer. I'll skip 58 for your sake. 59. And I'd like to read the whole thing, but, well, let's look at verse number 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. Neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. Glory to God. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Glory to God. Verse 15. He looks around and he says, Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. In other words, if you start following the truth in our generation, parallel, guess what? You make yourself a prey to all the lies of the devil. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. And he saw that there was no man and wondered why there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him. And his righteousness, it sustained him. He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing. And he was clad with a zeal as a cloak. Zeal is a never quitting attitude. I am determined to get this done. Dear Jesus, I thank you for a spirit of faith. The gift of faith rising up in the church where there is an absolute determination. Glory to God. Wow. Look at what he says. According to their deeds, according he, accordingly he will repay. Fury to his adversaries. Recompense to his enemies. Your enemies is God's enemies. To the islands he will repay recompense. So they that feared the name of the Lord from the west, just thought I'd throw that in there, emphasize the west, America's in the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun. Now listen very carefully. Don't, you got to listen. In the, in the original writings, there is no commas. This is the way we read it. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. We read it as when the enemy shall come in like a flood. That's not what it reads in the original. It could be read and should be read as follows. When the enemy shall come in like a flood from the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Are y'all still with me? You, you willing to stay the, through the rest of it? I'm we're so close. Go to chapter 60. We're so close. We're to the shouting point. Richard, get ready here in just a minute. Arise. Shine. Arise, shine, just like Jesus when he came out of the grave. Arise and shine. The brightness of his glory blew that stone out of the way. Arise and shine. Glory to God. Watch this. And the glory of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord is risen 
upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord that rose out of the grave shall arise upon thee, and his glory, watch this, shall be seen, shall be seen on you. It'll be seen on you. There's going to, there is coming a distinction. Get rid of the mealy mouth of the doubters in your life. They're running around like little chicken. Oh, the sky's falling, the sky's falling. And God is saying, arise and shine. Shake off all that doubt and unbelief that you've been programmed. Shake it off. Get into some faith. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Oh, man. Jump to 61. I, 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 you're going to have to read the rest of it yourself. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me. To preach the gospel to the me. Preach what? The gospel are good tidings. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to preach or, or proclaim, proclaim liberty to the captives. Get out of that box. I broke the box. If you want to know what's going on the last few years, is God's breaking the box. He's breaking the box that you've been in. He's smashing it. He's uh, turning the tables over. He's scattering everything. And then he's separating it. Believing or not believing. I hope you're ready to praise God. Glory to God. And the opening of the prison doors to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called the uh, trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified and they shall build up the waste after the devil has totally destroyed our cities. We're going to go back. Listen, listen. Oregon, Seattle, all of these places are going to be built up again. I'm sorry that bothers you. But it's going to happen. Why? Because God is sweeping across this land. He's getting ready to do a work. Why? Because He's starting in you. This is going to be like wildfire. You say, Pastor Ronnie, are you, are, are you crazy? Yeah, I'm in my right mind for a while. Leave me alone. They shall build up the old waste. They shall rise up the former desolations. The desolations that, that have come from the founding, that, that came, that tried to des destroy and desolate the founding of this nation. God is bringing us right back to the roots. And they shall repair the waste cities. The desolation of many generations. 
and strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you ministers of our God, and you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall you boast yourselves. For your shame you shall have double. For your confusion they shall rejoice, for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in the land that they possess, they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. And I, for I love judgment. I hate robbery of burnt offerings. I will direct their work in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. And their seed shall be known among the Gentiles, and their offering among the, the, among the people. And all that see them shall acknowledge them. And they, and, and they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. And I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with a garment of salvation. He hath covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments. And as a bride adorneth herself with jewels. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud. And as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to, to spring forth. So shall the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring before all nations. Now listen, I know people look at that and they say, well, he's talking about the nation Israel. Yes, he's talking about it, but he's also talking about the church, the kingdom of God. This must happen. Listen carefully. This, the things we're going through have to happen for the church to wake up to the reality of the power of God living on the inside of them versus us hiding out and saying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Listen carefully. I know he, he wants to come, but the Bible says plainly, and we never talk about it, plainly, he is going to remain seated until his enemies be made his footstool. Question, is Jesus the head of the church? Then who is his feet? I'll say it one more time. He's, the head is going to sit on the throne until his enemies be made You just got through telling me Jesus is the head. Then who's his feet? If you come to hear a sad story, you're in the wrong place. The only ones that are going to thrive during the coming days that are ahead is the believing, power-packed, Holy Ghost-filled believer. You gotta understand what this is all about. This is not just another religious activity that is ritual. God is saying, I'm coming back for a church 
that's glorious. Not hiding out, ripening and burning and complaining, biting our nose. Oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? When the U.S. dollar collapse, I'm still going to prosper. Are you listening? If gas goes to $10 a gallon, I'm still going to have it. Because my God makes a way where there is no way. Pastor Ronnie, you're talking about like God can do just about anything. Well, if He can save you, I know He can do anything. We're going to sing this song as we do. I want you to take all the junk that you have been filled with anxiety over that has come out of your mouth to agree with what the world sees. I want you to cast it over there on that cross and I want you to let the Holy Ghost make you freed from anxiety, confusion, doubt, and unbelief and let the same spirit of faith Grip your heart so that the miraculous can be done in your life. Glory to God. Are you ready? Glory to God. Do you want to live the free life, a joyful and peaceful life? Then let's do it. Yes, 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 yes. Glory to God. I'm going to quote. You get ready. We're going to do something. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Jesus from the dead, that spirit, shall quicken or make alive your mortal body. I want you to take all the worry, all the anxiety about your physical needs. Okay? We're going to cast them over here on the cross. That's where they belong. Glory to God. Are you ready? Let me give you this last one because it's too good to pass up. You've heard it. You know it. 1 John 4, 4. Greater is He that is within you than he that is in the world. Say it with me again. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. One last time. Greater is He that is within me than he that is in the world. Now take your hand and put it on your head. How many of you ever threw a rock or skipped a rock when you was a kid? That's what we're going to do right now. We're going to take the rock up here, this pea brain, and we're going to cast it over there on the cross. Say this with me one more time. Greater is He that's within me than He that is in the world. Glory to God. Shout him. Let's sing it out, Richard. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. 
For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.